G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Every single Friday night, joyous celebration. In Jewish culture and history, the Sabbath is considered the first and the most important of all Jewish holidays because it's a memorial of God's work of creation. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been learning about the Sabbath, and in particular, how the Jewish people celebrate the Sabbath. And over the next couple of programs, we're going to be seeing that there are three essential elements in the weekly celebration and how each of them is fulfilled by Jesus. Yeah, we began last time looking at the fact that God had blessed this day, which is to empower this day that we were to submit to it when we learned about blessing, Mm. but that there would be so much joy that would come from it. To the point where Isaiah, God described in Isaiah that we would, that if his people would put aside their own desires and their own things and submit to this day of rest, that God would have them ride the heights of the earth. And we would say, Mm. I don't even know what that means. It just sounds sounds fantastic. It sounds really good. But what we didn't mention last time was that the Jewish day actually begins at sundown. And if you read through the first chapter of Genesis, Every time God concluded his creation process for each particular day, he says it was the evening and the morning, the first day and the second day Mm. and the third day. And so because the evening is mentioned first, that means it's sundown. That's the beginning of a new day. And it finishes at sundown the next day as the new day Mm. starts. That's right. And so the Sabbath actually begins at sundown on a Friday evening, and it concludes at sundown on a Saturday evening. So I meant to mention that last time, but it's kind of interesting that that is God's structure, and that's that's exactly what the Jewish people hold to. When it comes to celebrating the Sabbath, the Orthodox and observant Jews, some uh, secular Jews have long-standing traditions that they follow, as do the Messianic Jewish believers in Jesus. So I'm going to basically explain the traditions, but with the added emphasis or understanding that Messianic Jewish believers in Jesus would add to the traditions. I'm going to leave out a whole lot of Orthodox traditions that are not in Scripture. They've just sort of developed, as most of these have, but the significance of the ones we're going Mm. to look at are really quite something. Because, of course, Jesus in Hebrews 4 talks about uh, Jesus being our Sabbath rest. So he basically is the fulfillment of that Sabbath rest. Now, you mentioned at the beginning that there are three main rituals for observing the Sabbath. So so what are they? The three primary ones, these traditions that have developed over the years, there is the lighting of the Sabbath candles. There is saying the Kiddush blessing over the wine and then reciting the Hamotzi over the bread. Now, there's two different words for bread in Hebrew. There is um, lachem, which is just the normal word for bread. But the Sabbath bread has a special name, the challah bread. Okay, so that's the special bread for the Sabbath. But lachem is the usual name Mm. for bread. 
Okay, so the first element is the lighting of the Sabbath candles. Now, the uh, these candles are lit no later than 18 minutes before the Sabbath is to begin. And the eldest woman or the mother usually of the home or the wife, uh, she lights these candles. There's usually two of them. And the two candles are for two uh, specific scriptures that are about the Sabbath. And that's Exodus 20 verse 8. That's basically an instruction to God's people to remember the Sabbath day. And also uh, Deuteronomy 5.12, that's an instruction to God's people to guard or keep the Sabbath. So that's the primary reason for the two candles. Sometimes she will actually add more candles depending on how many children she's got. Mm-hmm. So if she's got extra kids, she's got a, a whole brood of them. She's got six kids. She's going to have six candles. Some women do mm. that, not all. And then what she will do, as she lights the candles, she waves her hands over them, almost like in an embracing, like a welcoming, like she's waving her hands towards herself to welcome the Sabbath because mm. it's a, it's such a blessing. It's such a gift. And then what she will do, she will then cover her eyes with her hands usually. she close her eyes, cover her, uh, the hands over them, and she will then say this blessing. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctified us with his commandment and commanded us to be a light to the nations and who gave us Jesus, our Messiah, the light of the world. And so there's that little extra bit on the end there regarding Jesus, the Messiah. Mm. That is what Messianic Jewish believers or a variation of that particular prayer blessing, mm. which is really quite it's beautiful. It's lovely, isn't it? Now, there's again, there's nowhere in Scripture that instructs this, but... It's very, very beautiful and symbolic. And actually, there's lots of symbolism in these traditions. Now, then there is the saying of the Kiddush over the wine. Now, the Sabbath wine is quite a light, sweet wine, and it's this particular wine only ever used during the Sabbath. And it's not to get drunk. This is actually drinking wine in uh, Jewish culture is not like it is in, in our culture. It's an overindulgence that gets abused a lot. It's not like that in Jewish culture. Drinking wine is very much a part of normal everyday life. And even the children, most very young children won't have the wine, but um, young kids or young teens, they will have wine, but it's heavily, heavily watered down Mm. and there's no drunkenness at all. Okay, now in this particular tradition, the, the goblet or the wine is literally filled to the point where if you bump this cup, it's going to overflow because this is about having the blessing of God literally to overflowing in your life. And then what happens is uh, the Kiddush is then this blessing is recited by the father or the the male head or leader of the family. Um, But first, he would usually actually quote from the scriptures. Yeah, well, this is a a quote that comes out of Genesis, the very first chapter, Genesis 1.31, and through to uh, chapter 2, verse 3, where it says, God saw all that he'd made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed, and all their hosts. By the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. It's lovely, isn't it? Now, sometimes the man of the house will pray a prayer of thanks for the gift of the Sabbath, this day of rest, uh, this heritage that God had promised to his people. But if he does that, he he then will go on to recite the Kiddush. It says, Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who created the fruit of the vine. All Jewish men pray this prayer, the leader of the family, mm. giving thanks for this wine. 
Once this blessing is said, then the father takes a mouthful of wine. He passes this goblet around first to his wife, then to everybody else around uh, the table who's sharing a meal. Sometimes they'll actually invite their friends in. It'll be a big thing. It's such a big, joyous celebration every single Friday night. Now, in Jewish culture and history, the Sabbath is considered the first and the most important of all Jewish holy days because it's a memorial of God's work of creation. Every week they are remembering the creation of God that they're a part of and the fact that he He had rest and he wants them to have rest. Now, this is very, very significant for Jewish believers in Jesus as well, but for us too, because this is a recognition that Jesus is the Lamb of God who embodies the Sabbath rest that we have. Because you know what? Sin is laborious. Mm. Sin is hard. And when we gain our salvation and when we have forgiveness and redemption, the work is over. Mm. We have this rest in him. He is our Sabbath rest. We don't tend to think of sin as being work, but it is. Yeah, sin right. is a hard, heavy burden to carry. And, and of course, the, the wine as well. We're talking about the fruit of the vine, but... The fruit has got to be connected to something. Mm, that's right. Well, Jesus talks about that in John 15 where he says, I yes. am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. Yeah. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So, of course, you're right. The, the fruit of the vine is only possible if you're actually abiding in the vine. If the fruit gets disconnected from the vine... It dies, mm. shrivels up, and it dies. You, be, you become a sultana. Yeah, you? That's right. <laughs> you become a raisin. There's so much more that is, um, you know, celebrated during uh, the Sabbath. So much more uh, symbology. So much of significance. Very significant indeed, and more than we can probably handle even in the next program. So over the next couple of programs, we'll continue to explore the Sabbath and the significance of it on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.